Season 2, Episode 26, Does Volume Balancing Wreck Your Song? This is going to be a really interesting article for you guys because typically when you're taught to how to mix your music, the first thing you do is you take all your instruments or all your your one-shot drum samples, you put them to the mixer, and the first thing you do is you try to readjust all the volumes, essentially remaking the beat. All right, so I just want to give you guys a different perspective on this because what can happen when you do volume balancing, which I'll explain further in this episode, is you can actually skew the balance that you originally had, and then you got to go back again and try to fix it. All right, so before we get into this episode, definitely check out my free book I have for you guys. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. There is so many valuable tips that I teach you guys. You know, I know when you're first starting up, you guys always ask the question, you know, should you have more than one DAW? Gear lust, right? Always acquiring so many tools. And reading this book will prevent all that stuff for you. It will give you a clear frame of mind so that you could just enjoy your beat making. That's the number one thing I tell you guys is you got to have fun as you're making your beats. If you're not having fun, you're going to get burnt out. All right. Okay. So let's get into this episode about does volume balancing wreck your song? So when I make a beat and let's say the beat is now complete. And so let's just walk through that process a little bit. So when you start a beat, you guys can check out one of the other episodes But I tell you that you can either start with your drum loop first or with your melodies first. All right. Those are are the only two ways you can start a drum, uh, start a beat with your drum loop first or with your melodies first. There's no right or wrong. Each way will typically give you a different sound because you kind of approach the beat a little different. And that's with your virtual instruments or with your drum loops using one shot drum samples. And typically for me, when I'm making a beat, how I know that a beat is complete Typically, I'm happy with the chorus, right? So when the verse is playing, once it comes into the chorus, if it sounds nice and big, nice and full. Now, once the beat is created, you guys got to remember that we are using super high quality sounds. And when we talk about EQ and compression and mixing, so when we had to record instruments for these bands back in the day, The processing that was required was a lot more than what we beat makers have to do to our virtual instruments. When it comes to mixing, we get very, very carried away. And typically, we can even be ruining the song. All right. So when we are mixing as beat makers, when we're using these very high quality plugins, right? Uh, Things again like Flex, Nexus, Silent One, Serum, Harmer, Pigments, whatever you want to use. These are generators, right? Like they are, they are mathematical. Romplers are a little bit different. Typically, I believe they are recorded. So for example, imagine you have a piano. They actually record each individual note and then it allows you to play, you know, that nice piano. But typically like a synthesizer, it's math. And so it is, it's high quality. It's like the most high quality you can get. And so what I'm trying to say is we as beat makers, we already have super high quality audio in our beats. So when we are applying EQ and compression or whatever effect, we are just enhancing things gently. We don't need to be as aggressive as what they were when they were trying to process, maybe if they recorded a real drum set or a real guitar. The drums that we're using, they hit so hard already 
And so we can be processing just to help that further. And so it's really important that you have that mindset so that you're not overdoing it. And that's what I'm trying to talk about in this episode is volume balancing, okay? So volume balancing is when you put all your different instruments and one-shot drum samples, you put them to each individual mixer insert. And then what you'll see in tutorials is you're going to drop all your faders and essentially now you're going to remix the song. But when you made the beat, you essentially set the framework of the track, like the energy, the excitement, for example, like when like the chorus comes in, everything is pretty much how you made it. And if you go to do volume balancing, you can actually wreck the original balance of your song. All right. I just want you to think about that. You've already made the beat. It sounds exactly how you want. And that's just what I want you guys to be aware of. All right. You can go ahead. You can Try to adjust all your levels again if you really, really want to. But what you will discover is typically you're just redoing what you already did when you made the beat. Now, it's fine if something's a little too loud and you just want to turn it down. That's one thing. But, you know, when these tutorials show you volume balancing, um, you know, like I said, if you've made the beat and you like the way the beat sounds, now you bring it to the mixer, now you try to readjust the levels, it's gonna be really, really hard to get your mix back to the way it originally was when you made the beat. And I can only speak uh, from experience when it comes to this, you know, just the amount of time that you're spending readjusting all those faders, and is it better than what it originally was? Maybe, but when I made the beat, I liked it the way it was. I bring it to the mixer. Now am I kind of wrecking what I had? When we are recording, a recording is susceptible to the room sound. The recording is susceptible to me saying something too loud, right? Or too quiet. But when we have high quality virtual instruments, we can adjust that through velocity on each individual note. See, we as beat makers, when we use MIDI, we have it so good. You literally just click in your notes or play your notes with a MIDI keyboard. If one or two notes is too loud, you can simply adjust velocity, which is essentially the reason why they would use compression back in the day is to even out some loud notes to some quiet notes. But we could just do that with velocity. All right. And it's, so this is why it's really important to understand your basic tools. I'm not saying that you can't bring all your instruments into the mixer. I'm not saying that you can't readjust all your volumes if you if you want, right? Yes, you can bring them down. Yes, you can readjust all your vol, you know, all your faders. So on a mixer insert, the slider is what they typically call like a fader. But what I want to tell you is when you go to readjust all those volumes, you can be skewing the original balance of the track. And this is what I have discovered. And typically some, some of my most full, some of my most enjoyable tracks for me have been the ones where I just did very, very gentle adjustments in terms of volume and stuff like that. All right. So I hope that just gives you a little bit of, of a perspective that we as beat makers use extremely high quality sounds. So when we are using EQ and compression and these mixing tools, we're not using them in the same way that the analog world, which is again recording, essentially, when people would record, we're not using those effects, those mixing effects in the same way.
And so try it, right? You can make your beat. It doesn't mean that you're, you're, you know, so, so for example, if you've made your beat and it's super, super loud, technically you can go on the master track and you can open up a plugin and you can just turn down the volume, right? That's kind of like the digital world that we're in. And there's nothing technically wrong with that, but people like to follow best practices, which is sending everything to the mixer, turning down all the volumes on your faders. But the fact is that you have to know what's going on for you to get good results. And if you've made the beat, if you like the balance, and if you're going to try to now rebalance it, uh, you risk not having that same balance that you had before, because I'm telling you, it's really, really hard to get a good balance. And when you've made that beat, you've adjusted it, everything kind of sounds good. Now you just listen for what maybe needs a little bit more clarity, what is a little bit too loud. You can turn down individual instruments and fine tune it. And that's it. All right. So I hope you guys like this episode. You guys can find me on itsgratuitous.com. Use the search bar. There's so many articles on there. I have just finished uh, doing some mastering tutorials. I talked about that in the last episode, but now the videos are pretty much done. I have one on what is mastering, and then one is how to actually master a song for beginners using FL Studio stock plugins. And then I am releasing one about a mastering chain, and I have one more to just release. The article's written, but the video has to be done. It's about the different tools for mastering. So check the episode resources by visiting itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. That is where you will see all my episodes. And if you scroll down, you can actually click into an episode and that is where you will find the resources. All right. So again, don't forget about my free book I have for you guys. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. You can download that by again visiting the episode resources or simply just visiting the link itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys that will allow you to stay updated with the website when I release new podcasts, new tutorials, as well as new courses and books and all the other FL Studio education that's on the website there. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.